Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. Life's too short to, to count, count almonds. <laughs> so we're Susan and Meg, Meg and Susan, and yeah, this is our foray into podcasting world. So we are non-diet or anti-diet dietitians um, who are on a bit of a mission to get stuck into some eating sort of prevention, um, helping people have safe homes and safe relationships with their body and food so they are protected from developing um, disordered eating or eating disorders, even just chronic dieting and negative body image. Yeah. Um, so thank you for being here. Um, so a little bit about our story I reckon if we talk about why we called our podcast Lives Too Short to Count Almonds. Oh. Susan, why do we call our podcast this? Because life is too short to count <laughs> almonds. <laughs> well, it's fact that it's the truth. Yes, it's the truth. <laughs> um, so this is probably a little bit of background on us. Um, so for those that don't know us, we're, um, we've both been working as dietitians for probably about the same length of time, you know, about... 20, 20 odd years <laughs> and um, we worked together for a friend of ours, the amazing Louise Adams, who has the podcast All Fired Up and the course and community called Untrapped and her first retreat, she was looking for um, catering and she was running the retreat up in the northern rivers of New South Wales, which is pretty well known. Um, in Byron Bay. That might the Byron Bay hinterland, <laughs> so it's sort of influencer central, but sort of alternative lifestyle lifestyle central, and yeah, we were like, "There's no way you're going to find a non diet caterer. We'll do it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it'd be great. You know, we'd love to cook <laughs> when you <laughs> twenty six people. <laughs> when you just wing it, when you probably shouldn't wing it, but it worked out really well. But one of the things we noticed. Um, there was a few things. So we had a, quite a few people who had there was a couple of people with celiac disease. So we set about mm, to make flour-free flour-free cakes, so gluten-free cakes. Meals. So yeah, we were using almond meal and we were doing a few different that muesli. I made a toasted muesli, which I muesli. put some to I toasted some almonds that That's they went right. in that, and then we used um, almonds as a like a salad topper. We had a um, delicious Indian night and we had a palaf yes and we had, and had almonds in that. that and somebody just commented oh you've redeemed almonds for us and we redeemed like, almonds what? for me and we were like what <laughs> what do you mean uh, and what they read is that only they'd stopped eating almonds because the only way they were ever allowed to in inverted commas on all of their dieting history was raw almonds un yes. even untoasted which is yeah. a weird thing that still hangs around um and they had to be like counted a certain amount as a solo snack like that was That's your snack right. was i think it was 12, 12. eight so oh, that's the other conversation oh, yeah, it was different numbers everyone was your dietitian was like <laughs> what you got 12 i only got eight <laughs> so um yeah it was a bit of an eye-opener for us to i guess hear that in real life because yeah. we suppose. know like when, in our training we kind of get taught what to serve um and I'm not going to tell you what that is. No. Um, and this I'd never the, yeah. adhered to it. I'd never told people, oh, here's, you know, yes, you should have nuts from yeah. one tea, only this many and count them. Mm -hmm. um, but I can completely un understand why nutritionist yeah, dietitians would do that and just not realise how that actually lands the real on the life other end. The impact of it. The impact is not only to people 
feel like they shouldn't be eating almonds just because they're delicious. Um, but, but they, they don't use them anywhere. They don't want to eat them at all. They don't want to eat them because they just ruined them. <laughs> so yes. Um, but then the other, I guess, the other thing is the um, there's that trend at the moment on social media of the almond mum, which really comes out of that Same. prescription yeah. of almonds of all things. Almonds. I know. Anyway. Yeah. And if you're hungry, just have a few almonds, just which is a bit a... funny because we were a bit hungry this afternoon and this is what I pulled out of the cupboard. It's nuts. We had a few almonds. <laughs> we did have a few almonds. So, Dry yeah. roasted, delicious with some other things. Um, so we just thought, you know what, that kind of makes sense. We're going to be talking all things sort of anti-diet, non-diet. Yeah, really unravelling some, I guess, um, common diet tropes and, and ideas beliefs and assumptions yeah. um, and experiences that people have had yeah so they can I guess understand the impact that's having on their perhaps their thoughts and their feelings about their bodies and about their eating and how that's impacting not just their own behavior but how perhaps there's a little bit of a ripple effect and how that's impacting yes. those around them yeah so I think both of us have worked in a very similar way for a really long time and we've we've heard the same sort of story from clients of, of starting dieting at a really young age, whether it was, you know, alongside their own parent um, or being taken to a commercial um, mm. diet company like Weight Watchers and just that the, the lingering effect of that throughout their entire life mm. has been really damaging and and they're often the catalyst for trying to do something drastically different um, or letting go of it all is actually having their own children. So they, don't, they want... don't want to pass on those same, I guess, body hang-ups or um, insecurity about how to eat. They yeah. start feeling really like they don't know how to do it yeah. um, and want to learn a new way so they can help foster um, a beautiful relationship with food and body for their kids. Yeah. And so we know um, the messages around food and nutrition are really in very many cases um, quite toxic and you know if you're growing up in a household that diets that those messages land as the truth so what we're really hoping to do is is to meet people on all sorts of different ways whether it's our podcast or our social media or in courses or webinars that they can create a house and a home that is a haven from diet culture so that those messages out in society and in the world just land really like not that's true, not right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a minute. <laughs> bit like the conversation your children just had about. Um, we were joking about some fad diets, and um, they Meg's boys just went off on a complete non-diet. You know, <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, they 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 went they went with it beautifully. Um, so yeah, so we both we both have three children. Um, so I have we three. Are the we are the Brady Bunch. I have we three boys <laughs> and Susan has three girls. Yeah, so. <laughs> See that house cleaner, Alice. Where do we get oh, <laughs> we all, Yeah, we love an Alice. Um, but, yeah, so we've, um, we've got that lived experience, I think, of children at school, mm. um, children across um, quite a reasonable age span and kids of, you know, boys and girls. Um, doing sports, doing creative things, um, coming up against diet culture and having grown up very fortunately in, in households that don't perpetuate it. Mm -hmm. So these conversations are, are pretty much 
daily occurrences and yeah they have to be because like even though we run our best interference and we really do work so hard at undoing those sort of cultural beliefs around what's Mm. a good body and what's a bad body and what's a healthy body and what's all of that um they're getting it from so many other places that we have to be really intentional and and proactive about about that Um, so i guess we want to sort of share how we have those conversations in our own homes um, but also, yeah, just undo some of the, um, some of the nonsense, some of the toxicity. So, I yeah, don't know. so please come with us because we can't do it alone. That's and right. I think that's another part of our story is we love the work that we do. Um, and we want to have a big impact, um, as yeah. you know, we would love to, by the time people get to us, there's often like a really, really long story and there's been like some opportunities where things could have gone differently and the path could have been a bit different. Um, and if someone with their eyes open and their ears open and attuned to what's happening culturally could have jumped in earlier or could have realized that teenagers aren't supposed to have willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of congratulating it. (laughs) Um, Um, and so the more people there are around who are, you know, eyes open and ready to step in and run some interference and some defense for our kids in particular, um, then yeah the better we love our work like you say but if we didn't have to do it (laughs) that would be a really good thing that (laughs) would be amazing that would be amazing but unfortunately the way that cop seems to be is uh we both don't don't see us being out of jobs in the near yeah no one's retraining as a barista just yet (laughs) florist yeah florist bookshop owner caterers (laughs) (laughs) non-diet caterers so yeah um, but thank you. This is our, um, I guess, our intro episode. So uh, don't Welcome. know when you might be listening, sometime way, way in the future. Um, but, yeah, if you've just found us, this is who we are and we'd love you to come along with us. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks.